Hey, what's up? Hey, what's Sean? up? Hey, Sean, can you hear me? It's a little warm in here. It's a warm in here. <laughs> Got to cut down the AC and stuff. So, no, I just wanted to get you on here, everybody. This is Sean Perry. He is one of the most talented UFO photographers I've ever met in my entire life. Actually, a lot of people's entire life. Sean is um, very humble. His mom and his sister, his mom and my sister, my middle sister Dawn are like really good friends. And I've watched Sean from like, like I've seen his videos from being like this, you know, just, just showing us some of his little things, always his most amazing things. He's working with artists and he's doing brands work. He's doing, he's creative director and you know, Welcome, Sean. I'm so proud. Of, so proud of you, man. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> it's more than I just New York It's crazy. So tell us a little bit about your background and how you get started into photography and videography. Wow. Okay. So I actually started doing cinematography and videography back in high school. Um, I have this two different schools that I would go to in the morning time I would go to my acting classes which would be at this place called Pankow and then I would also do um, cinematography work there and then originally you know I wanted to be an actor until I had the opportunity while in high school to direct a commercial for the district so once they gave me the opportunity to be behind the camera I was like wow you know this is a little different I think I like it I like it this I like it over here you know it's a little bit more creative control so Ever since then, I was like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and pursue the career of a director and photographer. I went to school for it, graduated, packed up the U-Haul, and moved to New York City. And here I am. So how, how nice. How was that transition moving from Detroit to this place? Because, you know, I, when I came off that train some 20 odd years ago, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was like, what is this smell? <laughs> I was like, oh my god, get me out of here! I smell rats. I seen rats the size of cats and dogs, yeah. and there was just so much going on. Um, Red Pie was having hot dogs in the village, and they were kind of swag going on. I was just really like, I don't know, I was really in a different space when I came here. But I'm excited for you because, like, I've seen you, 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 you hard, you hard ass from Detroit, Michigan, same as I did. I was, you know, born, uh -huh. born and raised in that. And then for you to make that adjustment and to like challenge yourself, it's like, how was that adjustment for you? Because you went from one environment that's a super chill and cool to this other environment, which is like, you know, I mean, New York. This New York City, yeah. Um, honestly, I would say it was pretty, I kind of had a situation where I would, you know, visit New York a lot while I was in school. Um, when I was in college, I would like get different jobs out here, just take an opportunity to like network prior to graduating. And then um, once, you know, I mean, honestly, I'm kind of like a wild child. So New York City didn't really, it wasn't too much of a, a shift for me. But I will say like transit, learning how to like navigate on your own without driving was definitely a challenge. But luckily, um, I took the initiative while in school to come visit here before I moved. So it wasn't too much of a difficult transition. And I also lived here for like three months on an internship before I moved also. So I kind of was just like familiar with the city. I will say, in comparison to Detroit, like the chaos, it's, um, it's, it's like every day, however, it's entertaining. So I don't mind it. So, okay, wow, that's that's interesting. But then again, I mean, you, 
it makes sense that you're so such a strong person. Where'd you get that sense of strength from? Like, do you know? Like, how did you? Were you, do, you feel like, do you feel like you were born like that? Did you get it from somebody in your family? Oh, I think. Hmm. I would say like everyone in my family's pretty strong, and they're also strong in their opinions too. So I think I grew up around a lot of like strong individuals. Like, not like my mother had a strong opinion. Uh, my grandmother, uncle, and aunt all do as well. My father. Like everyone's just very strong and what they believe in who they are. So I think growing up around people like that, you know, and also growing up being able to have a voice, you know, I was allowed to like speak up as a kid as well. So, I, you know, I was allowed to just express myself. So I think being able to express myself at a young age allowed me to be comfortable in my skin today. And when, were you, when, and when did you know, when did you know you were going to be an artist? that has that's going to have such impact that you've had so far because like oh. you do so many different mediums but when did you know as a child that you had something or you possessed something that was so different that other kids probably didn't possess mm. i would say when i was like in second grade i got in trouble for like drawing and <laughs> you know i had a couple of drawings that were, i guess deemed inappropriate back then but i was just like expressing myself artistically you know and I knew that I was like, you know, they may not get it, but I do. So I'm going to like keep going down this road of art, you know, and I ended up finding my way. So I think like as a kid, I always gravitated towards like some form of art, whether it was drawing, or painting or whatever, music, everything, you know, like anything. Michael Jackson also too. And I was a kid, I saw like the Moonwalker, the, 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 the his, his film he had, like the musical film he had, like a, I think it was called Moonwalker or something like that. I don't know. Regardless, when I saw that, I was like, all right, this is like cinematography, the music, the dancing, everything about it was epic. And I knew that I was like, you know, I'm going to do something, whether it be TV, film, music, I don't know, but I'm definitely going to be in the art field. Well, I mean, you already know your art is like, it's so amazing. And you can tell, you take so much attention to each frame. I remember you saw, you had this video that reminded me of Mad Max or one of those 1980s, like 90s kind of commercials. And I was like, who is this guy? Because he, was he wasn't even born. How <laughs> <laughs> do you even know that inspiration? So speaking of that, inspiration, what is, like, where do you draw your inspiration from? Basquiat, I don't want to, you know, spoon feed you, but I see a lot. Yeah. Before, oh, before I forget. You are totally right about Michael Jackson. I got to agree. I got to concur. And um, <laughs> I mean, seeing Scream, you know, yeah, I was just like, that was like, I'm, you know, seven million dollar video in 1995, 96. I mean, like, what the exactly, hell? Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, like, so, uh, what was the question again? <laughs> your inspiration. I know I cut you because I was so, I was, I love my dream. Your inspiration, where you drawing from? Honestly, I'm heavily inspired by music. Um, music inspires me daily, just like different sonic sounds, like different um, mediums of music as well. And then I would say in terms of like just people in general, artist-wise, like Hype Williams is like a huge, um, you know, inspiration to me in terms of like a creative, Spike Lee as well. And yeah, who else? Spike Lee, Hype Williams, Director X, those guys. Um, and then just watching, yeah, yeah, and Missy Elliott too, and Ludacris. Their music videos, epic. Like Missy Elliott, Ludacris, Busta Rhymes, like all of their music videos. Like I grew up watching MTV and BET and things like that. So 
I was infatuated with music videos and just the creativity and how you can take it and go whichever way you wanted to go with it. So definitely like music and those artists inspired me to create like the art that I do today. And like in terms of photography, I would say like Richard Averdon, um, amazing. He did like all of the Versace campaigns early on in the 90s with Naomi Campbell and things like that. And um, Philip de Portia. All of those photographers, Dante Maurice, was, he's a part of like A and D B now. He's a photographer, so group. They're like impeccable. Um, so yeah, like I'm just inspired by a lot of people. Like, there's just a lot of different artists that are just doing their thing, and then there's just different um, things in general that I may see. Like, I can walk down the street and hear a conversation and be inspired to write something, or walk down the street and hear a sound and be inspired to create a sound design to go in the background of the scene. Like you know, I'm inspired daily. So. Those are like specific people who inspired me for sure. Wow, those are powerful uh, photographers and uh, videographers that you mentioned. Because I mean, those people were revolutionizing the industry at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, Dave Chappelle, all those people, um, mm -hmm. Steve Mazel, all those people. I mean, and they're all people you mentioned were all in the same competitive set. Like you said, those people that started the campaign for mm -hmm. our generation and above. And I feel like a lot of campaigns they just don't speak to me. And I feel mm -hmm. like I'm so happy that you're like, did I know you? Because I know you're going to be in that seat. Because not only because, you know, I met you once. No. And I had a project with you. And yeah. then you were like, are you ever me? I was, I was like, okay. So anybody that says that to anybody, anybody that has that energy, I already see that yeah. you are. You know, you, you but you know. And you have to know it's not to me. What do you say to people that tell people that have that energy and that confidence? Because me and you both know that you know, you have to have that. You have to have that. You have to continue to have that because unfortunately, you know, a lot of ways black men grow up in today's society is particularly in the, um, the Detroit metropolitan area and other major urban cities. You know, our dads aren't around, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how, like, and so what would you say to people when you exude confidence and they take it as arrogance? What, what would you say to those people? Oh, <laughs> to those people, um... Honestly, I would say take notes, you know, take some notes. <laughs> take a couple of notes and <laughs> that's what I personally would say. Um, because, you know, like you can learn something from believing in yourself and you can learn something from being confident in yourself. And, you know, if you don't believe in yourself, who else will, you know? So, yeah, that's what I would tell you. <laughs> Yeah, and I think a lot of times people, we all tend to think just because you try to build yourself up or whatever, like you said before, we have so many people around us trying to tear us down as African-American mm -hmm. men, as black men, we getting our fucking, we getting our knees put on our necks and stuff. And it's like, we all fed up with that. The world is fed up with that because exactly. it's, it's inhumane. And it's exactly. like, it's time, it's time for African-Americans to see other, uh, you know, Barack Obamas, you know, mm -hmm. and of course, we all have our own agenda. Duh. I mean, that's what an exactly. agenda is. That's what the agenda is. Duh. That's what it is. It's the purpose. It's the agenda. Yeah. You know, I got X, Y, yeah. you want to do, and I'm going to do it. So I feel like that's amazing that you're taking ownership of that because I think a lot of people, we're misconstruing, you know, humility with confidence mm -hmm. and, ha and having a sense of self and a sense of worth is always misconstrued. And I don't understand why is that, but it needs to stop. That That's a narrative. That's a bad story. It's because a bad story. Exactly. I'm not gonna sit here and act like I'm a piece of this. If I if I've done if I put myself through college, if I've mm -hmm. done this, if I've done that, that sounds absolutely obnoxiously stupid. 
Yeah. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. So, it you does. know, so for you, I like about what I like about you is that you you spend so much time on your frames. Like let, like if people can really they going they going to go deep into your work and I'm so happy and I'm so excited to do something special with you because we just launched Young Dylan. He is this young 13-year-old little boy who's on America's Got Talent. From there he went on to he went on to um he's young, you know, he's 10 years younger than you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he is he is old as you. But the great thing <laughs> but the great thing is is like it's so amazing because I had to speak with him as well. But he has his own show called Young Dallin, done by Tyler Perry. He's he's rapping, he's on Ellen Show. He um, has his own show on Peacock from Jimmy Fallon called Kids Tonight Show. And he has another show on Nickelodeon about slamming with an NFL star. And so like that kind of inspiration and that coming after somebody like you is like, oh my God, this is really happening. Like yeah. everything, everything that I've done was not just sacrifice. Because I could have took a corporate job and made billions of dollars, like literally. And it's like, I decided to go the way of being being artful and being a part of the process because I feel like there needs to be more martyrs for African-American men. And the fact that you've done that, you've sacrificed your life because you could have stayed in Detroit with your mom, who was very successful as an African-American woman, very degree, greed up. You know what I'm saying? She had a master's degree. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you would have went, went on a track with your mom and your mom supported you, by the way. Uh-huh. Can you she definitely that, did. Tell me what that felt like to have your parent in your corner. Oh, it was amazing. Like, you know, it's like you feel like you can take on the world, especially when you have like that strong support behind you, especially from your family, your mom. Yeah, like that's that's amazing. Like it it is nothing else like it. And then do you feel like are you still are you do you work with your mom right now? Do you, have you worked with her? Can can you let us know if you work with her? Was she a mom with you? <laughs> <laughs> was she a mom with you? She don't kill me. No, she definitely um, plays her role sometimes as a momager. Like, uh, definitely step in sometimes and help out, especially when it comes down to the business side of things, you know, give me different advice um, in terms of like how to handle business and different ways things should be negotiated, things like that. So, she's definitely been like a huge um, source of inspiration and guidance in terms of how to handle. You know my business instead of just being an artist you want to be an artist and have both sides of the spectrum too so she's been a huge instrument in that way and she's still working with you right to this day to this day she works with me yeah yeah we do some wow. like i ask for help awesome. from her yeah so did she handle some of your do you okay what okay let's okay so we we we, we told on that that that, <laughs> that stupidity about being you know believing in yourself yeah <laughs> So let's tear down another thing. What do you say to people about artists being business people? Do you think as an artist, do you feel like you're a business person or do you have enough business sense and acumen to understand that you can't do an Excel spreadsheet or you can't do X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. So you have, you, you, so you know your strengths and weaknesses. Do you feel like you, do you feel like that's true that an artist can't be a business person? Oh, I don't think that's true. Honestly, I think that with, um, you know, with the knowledge, you can be anything. So I would say, Personally, I have, I would say I have a strong sense of business. Now, when it comes down to like being able to multitask and do every aspect of the business, that is challenging. So you always recommend having help from someone. Um, but in terms of like being able to like write a contract and negotiate a deal or being able to voice what my rate is and, you know, let them know why this, my, this is my rate for the project and things of that nature, I, I think, you know, it, it takes confidence too. 
and or if you don't feel like that kind of person to be someone who's able to like what's your opinion in terms of what your rate is or um, expectations in terms of the job then have someone else be that person for you let them be that middleman so then that way you can kind of tell them what you want and then they'll handle it for you but i do think um it's possible to be an artist and um savvy in business just takes time management and the willingness to want to, but also you don't have to, so you can have management and then let them handle all that. You can just strictly be an artist. That's, that's, that was very like powerful. And that's really good that you said that. I'm so happy you said that because you don't understand a lot of young people, you know, they're kind of like in the, you know, they don't have their parents to support them. They don't have their mom that's, you know, to support them like you do. And then on top of that, they don't have the confidence that you do. So the fact that you're letting us know that, you know, it's okay if you're a business person and you're an artist. And those two people can coexist. Mm-hmm. You know? They can. Yeah. And can that's you tell us about your process and what kind of tools do you use when you're put, putting it together? Okay, first of all, which medium are you more? I mean, I don't know, because I know you're so <laughs> smart. I know you're smart as, you know, we're all whatever because you know people don't really understand the way you do things and it's like it's not like a regular video it's like you use Mm -hmm. a lot of you know imagination (laughs) to compile these things but what do you prefer do you prefer the um steel medium or the movie medium oh everyone always asks me this question um honestly as of as of recently because it switches every so often honestly switches like it goes back and forth but like as of right now I'm enjoying um, like still, I've been enjoying like photography as my medium. However, I really do enjoy directing in terms of like um, conceptualizing the concept, creating the shot list, casting and bringing the vision to life. Um, I love that too. So I, I don't know, honestly, I feel like they're even, it's like equal. It's like a, it's like a half and half, 50 50. Yeah. So can you tell us? If, if, if you may, what programs do you use to make these videos and what kind of camera do you have? I don't want to get too much in your business because I know that's part of the Give all the secrets <laughs> away. <laughs> give all the sauce. No, like, I would say, um, I mean, I use Premiere Pro. I use, um, like, Final Cut sometimes if I have to. I use my camera. I shoot with a Nikon, Photoshop, obviously. But sometimes I do, in terms of effects and things of that nature, like I will um, do some things by hand, like come and stop motion. I will physically um, take images or create something, cut it up, and, you know, literally frame by frame by frame, and then make it move. So there's a lot of different, like, techniques that I utilize. And if it's something that's, like, a little bit out of my reach in terms of, um, like, visual effects, then I have a visual effects person on my team. That helps out with that. If I want like fire or like, I mean, I can do electricity, but if I need like fire or like some other things, um, I'll go to heaven. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. that's a whole nother element because we have some people on our team that do flame flame artists with the green mm-hmm. screens. Yeah, and I and I sat down with them one time, and it took me at least you know I'm a, you know I love wine, you know that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so they had a couple of bottles of wine, and they were in their office. Their um, their office at the time, they were working for one of these big post production houses. Um, and I was like, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> they were like, "I'm taking that person from that green screen and putting them 
emerging it with this other screen that or this you know or putting this you know this background behind them that looks like they're in the mall i'm like are you serious or like they're in the cafe i'm like uh-huh. and they're doing it frame by frame and then they go back in and clean it up and yep. make sure they don't see any white areas and i was like oh my god and that that was for a 30 second commercial that was a super bowl ad and i was like are you serious and by the time they finished this we had probably had about three bottles of wine. <laughs> Because it was just like, I need somebody to keep me company. And now I see why. So mm-hmm. to be able to take that 30 seconds and make that into an award-winning Super Bowl ad that probably cost the advertising agency $6 million in place or yeah. more, that's just unbelievable. Have you had any projects that made you feel like, you know, it was just like it was never-ending? And if so, which one? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of projects like that. But I would say I had one project, which was really, really great project. Um, it was with uh, this artist named Sebastian Michael, and we did a stop motion music video for him. And project amazing, amazing song, amazing concept. However, we were working with Play, and I was working with these um, two of my friends, an artist named Dare and Darius Marino, and they um, created these claymation dolls. And we had to move the dolls like frame by frame by frame by frame to create like a three to four minute music video. Um, and it, la- we, it's like about three months of work, I think, consistently, including like editing and moving the clay and creating the different outfits for the clay people. Like, it was a lot of work, but at the end, the project was like so great that it was all worth it. Yeah. Wow. So, and then can you, so you, you gave us all, you gave, you gave us a lot of info, um, about your equipment. Are you using your Nikon to shoot as well? Are you using red cams? And do you, you do you actually rent from places? Or do you, are you starting to find that you're buying your studio? Like, do you own all that equipment that we see on camera? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You- so I, I own my um I own my camera, my my um camera and like tripod, and I have like a couple of sound things and a few lenses. But in terms of like large scale projects, and I have like a large scale like commercial for like a large brand. I generally hire a DP um, that I work with. Like, I have like a team of DPs that I generally work with constantly. And um, they're my DPs and they may have like a red or black magic or I don't know, like there's multiple different cameras that they have. And then I just give them my shot list. I sit with them and I direct the commercial. So, but if it's a small, lower scale project and I would shoot with a black magic, I'm doing like interviews, shoot with a black magic and then have a good sound situation and some nice lighting. But, um, in terms of like renting, I, I, I'll rent an equipment if I have to, depending on what's required. Like, you never know if someone's like, hey, can you do a red carpet interviews? I'm like, sure. So they're like, we need like a microphone. And I'm like, all right. So then I go rent a mic, like a handheld like mic for interviews. Um, but besides that, no, not really. What's your most, what was one of your, your, your favorite projects you worked on and why? Hmm. Oh, that's a good question. Um, um, uh, I have like, okay, oh, okay, I have like three, I have 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 three, <laughs> um, they're all different though, so I had a commercial that I just shot for a brand um, back in September, it was really fun because it was my first time doing a large-scale commercial for building brand, working with like top models, um, like the, like literally top models and influencers from New York City and just around the world in general. And it was just amazing being able to like be on the set that big and be the one like directing it and like making sure everything's good. And then like the final product was amazing. 
Uh, we got the two-part commercial, and then we ended up getting a billboard in the city as well, which I thought was my first like billboard situation, which I thought was cool. And then my second would be like a music video I directed um, for an artist named Sam, back, a friend of mine too, back in LA. Uh, Crazy concept, came out amazing. The team was great. We got to work with like one of Normani's dancers, which was cool. And um, the entire team of dancers was amazing. It was just a great, a great, easy, seamless music video that we were able to shoot shot by shot, frame by frame, and it came out like perfect. And we were actually done ahead of time. So that's another reason why I liked it, because the preparation beforehand helped with the end result of being ahead of time. And I would say the last one is my personal project that I'm working on right now, I'm about to release soon, which is a pilot um, to a seven episode uh, series, episodic series that I wrote. Uh, and, you know, I wrote, wrote the series and you know, I wrote a whole script, actually seven episodes to a script with my friend CJ. And we did the pilot and it was just a fun experience, like being on Zoom because we did that during the pandemic. So being on Zoom with all the cast members, and then like getting everybody COVID tested and then finally meeting for the first time in person with everybody as a cast to get that chemistry going before we started to shoot was like, it was just fun. Like we felt like a family, like a family together making dreams come true. So, yeah. Those um, that's yeah. crazy. I, I'm gonna back up a little bit cause I'm kind of floored. So, <laughs> you, okay, so you're 23 years old right now, right? How? How old are you now? Oh, I just turned 27 in like... Oh my God! Yeah, like 27 oh in like January, yeah. Dang, you, oh wow. Oh, so now listen, hey, I'll take it, I'll take it. <laughs> I mean, you still a baby, but how did you feel? I mean, like, okay, so when you're on, okay, so did you listen to yourself when you were explaining all this stuff? This is the same exact way you were speaking when I met you at like, in the teenage years, and you were like, he does this, I'm like, okay, whatever. And then fast forward, <laughs> he doing this. It's like you're always been working on these projects, but like, do you ever like pinch yourself because like you're one of the few people that started out doing this industry as a young person, young young, like in your teens and earlier, yeah. and now you're like only 27. You and you're doing billboards and campaigns with top models from IMG and I'm sure from Next yeah. and all the <laughs> top agencies. And it's like, do you feel like like do you, are you pinching yourself or are you just like no you just standing are you, or like I mean what's going on in your mind when you're seeing when you're seeing your your life evolve? Uh, honestly, my mind's like, what's next? Like, <laughs> like honestly, I was always thinking like, okay, that was cool, but what's next? I think I need to like start taking time to like step back and look in and reflect. Like, well, you really just did something really amazing that um, not a lot of people can experience. But even still, I'm always like, all right, what's next? <laughs> like. What's going on? What's my next thing that I'm gonna end up doing? But um, yeah, like I definitely uh, need to personally take some time to like reflect on the things that I have done and be grateful. I am grateful for everything that I've been able to accomplish um, in the time that I've been here. So yeah. So that's nice because you, we were talking about having a healthy dose of humility, and you just mentioned it naturally out of your mouth that you are humble. And that you are yeah. grateful and you do take appreciation for your your stuff and your experiences and your accomplishments and that's great is there yeah. any words of advice that you offer people oh and actually let me just before you go there i was going to ask you too about your pilot what was that process like for you putting together that pilot you, you said you written you directed and i mean yeah. You on the, yeah what was that process for you like from the storyboard you know the, uh mm. you know the, the move board to the storyboard to actual writing the final draft 
you know, how did that work out? Do you, do you have access to the final draft or that, that, that isn't a software for writers too? Do you have that access to that as well? Access to, yes. Yeah, so there's like, it's called, I'm a program called WGA that you can put your scripts in to keep them protected. Um, so there's that, but I use this, a program called Celtics to write it. Um, the process itself was very, it was time consuming, but worth it. And I think it was like a very beautiful process because it was ever um, changing and ever evolving. Like the script changed so many different times. And until so it was like perfect. And even still when we were filming, we changed a few things, like a, a time of script, but like, I, I think it was just a, a great process. Like I've done narrative film before, but this is my first time writing a, a narrative script that was a drama, like drama slash um, like coming of age series. And, and not being something that's a music either related or it being um, abstract. This was very like traditional television. So I think being able to do that was, it was super fun. A lot of hard work though, and especially since it was during COVID and everybody wasn't able to be um, with one another and meet in person. So a lot of these things were happening via Zoom and calling different actors over Zoom. They having them send an audition tapes to me to watch them review before I like pick them. Uh, yeah, like the experience was, it was honestly great. It was great, but it was hard, very hard. <laughs> it was very, very hard. Um, set days were long, but we shot the pilot. It was like 27 minutes and we shot it in like six days, like the pilot in six days. So yeah, we did we did that. And then all the music was original. So all the music from the pilot is all original music um, by Crystal Kings, you know, a legend. Um, and then, yeah, like it, it was, I would say it was an experience to say the least, but it was all, it's all going to be worth it. And I'm proud of everyone involved and I'm very thankful to everybody involved as well, because um, without them, we wouldn't have the project. So, yeah. Oh, so you, you film. I don't think people really, I want people to, I want to make sure people hear you. And we all yeah. know that you're at that train station, so we don't keep you too much longer, but I think, <laughs> I think it's dope because I'm hearing all kind of like bells and whistles, yeah. um, which, is, which is dope, but it's not overbearing. But okay, um, yeah. I was going to ask you, yes, it's fine. It actually adds some texture. I'm like, dang, you always on the go. And I'm trying to answer, I'm trying to answer. Right. <laughs> you know, I love it though. But I was going to ask you um, too, like, like, oh my dang, like you have a whole team that's so like, that's really good to know that a lot of professional people that's listening in on this, they can be able to pull you into their project and they know that you said you, you, you know, you young, but you ain't dumb. You was like, I got a DP. Yeah. <laughs> I got a DP so I can go to sleep. So I can uh -huh. go to sleep. So exactly. you know what I'm saying? You ain't got to set up all your shots. You ain't got to set up the timer. <laughs> you go to the move. How did you, how did you come up with the storyline for this thing? What inspired this story? What was the inspo behind the story of this, um, this new pilot? Wow, I, I really wanted to create a show that was able to showcase New York in its like true form. Um, I know there's a, a few shows out that talk about New York City, but we don't get a chance to explore New York in its entirety. So I wanted to create something that was for the, the youthful kids, the Gen Z, the millennial kids that who want to move here and they don't necessarily know what it's like to live here. And they see things that they think until they get here, then they're like, oh wait, hold on. It's not as glitz and glamorous as it may seem, but it also is as glitz and glamorous as it may seem at the same time. So just showing the polar um, polarizing effect of New York City and how like many, it's, it's very like multi-dimensional. So you're gonna be able to get a chance to see what it's like to live uptown, what it's like to live downtown. You're gonna get a chance to see like 
the ballroom scene. You're going to get a chance to see what it's like to go to New York Fashion Week. You're going to get a chance to see what it's like to live in like Brooklyn, like OG Brooklyn. Like it gives you everything you need in New York City and more. Um, also discussing like family in general when it comes to being like that middle child or being the baby or being the oldest, like the golden child with all the pressure on you too. So all of those factors um, in terms of like just life are all incorporated in the show. Also social media and the pressures of social media is also a topic that we talk about. And then like the male modeling industry and things that go on that no one really talks about in terms of like being a male model is gonna be explored as well because they go through a lot of things that no one really know about so yeah it's gonna be a a really good series for like a lot of people like they're all i feel like anyone watching it will be able to go through something and relate to someone whether it be like the mother whether it be the daughters the young guys in the show whoever you're gonna be able to relate to somebody on the cast so it's like it, it sounds like i mean the way the way i would just i would say and you correct me if i'm wrong it, it, it sounds like this show is going to be like a very multi um generational or this or youth or a gen z uh, f- uh version of a sex in the city so to speak or a harlem yeah a new yeah. show making good which i thought was really good she pushed the envelope in that show so and it sounds like your show is like i'm probably gonna be you, you, you're like what because you yeah. like you said you hit on a lot of things that like the ballroom scene in new york you know that came out in polls and you know, Paris is Burning has been a legendary film about that. Mm-hmm. And then you touched on that. And, you know, those are things iconic to New York. You know, you can't, you can, you can walk around any, you know, people in New York know that there's a huge transgender community in New York. Mm-hmm. And for you to be, for you to be like, you know, giving them a voice and lending that whole community um, another platform is really great for you, you know. Yeah. Cheers <laughs> to you. Cheers to you. Cheers to you. Yeah. Cheers to you, cheers to you, and that, you, got, you know, because like that's really great because those people are always like in film and TV for the last, you know, decades. Everybody in the queer, anybody who associates or allies of the queer community has have been like overlapped, and the fact that you're going to give that a voice again is amazing. Yeah, amazing. and it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be able to you'll be able to see it in real time, not like you know you'll be able to see what's happening right. like in the current time, you know, too. So like, yeah, it's gonna it's really cool, and then there's also like people actually have people say that oh this kind of sounds like Harlem, which I think is pretty cool because it does have that element but it does get a little um suspenseful a little dark as the um series goes on so you may think it's going to be one thing but as you keep watching it it's going to get intense so i would say if anything it'd be like a combination of like i'd say sex in the city elements gossip girl with skins a little snowfall in there you know Ooh. yeah you're gonna yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be good it's really good the first episode lots, of gun- was- lots of guns people yeah have guns. <laughs> guns, snowfall, you know? was, snowfall was bomb as hell i was like damn yeah, yeah. that was bomb that's that, that you know all that that all those kind of shows and the way they're shot is your is your cinematography okay you said traditional tv show but it sounds like you might be you know you might be like oh, yeah. it's a euphoria a little bit of euphoria cinematography so like it's gonna be yeah cinematography is amazing uh and then you also get a chance to like you feel like you're transporting throughout the city as the show goes on so you'll know when you're in brooklyn you'll know when you're uptown in manhattan you'll know when you're um in the bronx we don't know about the bronx everybody called out the bronx i'm feeling the bronx the bronx is popping i don't know if you know what's going on but the former um president in the bronx he basically stepped down and he's now a part of an organization that we helped announce 
um, along with a lot of other lobbyists in the area, and they're doing some amazing things exponentially. Um, they, they're gonna. They, we were part of the groundbreaking ceremony with LL Cool J and um, Nas, um, who did Boogie Down or that that TV show, and started the careers of a lot of people. But um, oh, wow. they, they have a Universal Museum that's gonna be um, that's being built as we speak for hip hop across the street from the Yankee Stadium. So it's a lot of things going on that's progressive for the Bronx, and they're trying to put more barriers for the walls for the trains because you know you can breathe in that dust from the tracks. Uh-huh. They're trying to you know get the, they're trying to get more AC, better housing facilities. Yeah, and it's happening exponentially. And I don't know if people know this, as I didn't know this. I went to Cornell, but Fordham University. I work with a lot of Fordham students, you know, through our internship program. I didn't realize this either, but Fordham is a one billion dollar endowed school now. So Fordham oh, wow. has. Been- yeah, Fordham has brought a lot of money and they have a new facility next to the Lincoln Center downtown. Um, that's an extension of what the Bronx campus is doing. So I'm really happy about that. So I think that I'm that's so amazing. happy. That, yeah, and, I'm, and you know, the New, the New York Botanical Gardens is located here. We work with them as, as well. Mm-hmm. And Richard Torres is the first LGBT elected official for the congressman. He's a part of the district where I'm at. I think it's Fordham Heights where I work in live workspace with people. And basically, um, yeah, we interviewed him as well. And also they have a progressive shelter called Martha's House. So I hope that Martha's House is more, yes, they have Martha's House for people who can't, you know, they're, you know, they're having a bad time. So that's so great that your your series is gonna really, you know, report and just, you know, take us in the world of that. Mm-hmm. So is there, um, what words of advice would you offer people trying to break into your field? I'd say just do it. like. If you want to do it, whatever you want to do, just do it. If you want to break into this field, I'd say take the initiative to pick up a camera or pick up um, a video camera, whether photography camera, whichever, pick it up, take some shots and things. Start. You can even start with TikTok if you want to, taking like small, like short shares on TikTok, things of that nature. But like, I would just say create and have fun with it. Don't think too much about it in the beginning. Just have fun with it until you find your actual niche. Because you may end up liking editing more than you like to be a DP. You may end up liking directing more than you like to be a DP. But you may like a DP better than everything, you know? Or you may want to be a colorist. Like, there's so many different elements to this field that um, people don't know about. Like, even being a sound engineer or being a sound designer is a fun job. Like, building a, a, a room or a scene from scratch, like adding in, like, the sounds of the city, like we're in right now, <laughs> or adding in, like, um, I don't know, like bells and the bells and whistles, doors closed. And like, there's so many different um, elements to the to this field. So I would just say, have fun in the beginning, and then once you find your niche, find your people, and then uh, do an internship or you know, ask to assist on set, things like that. Then you'll like start to network your way around, and you'll find yourself and like you know, build your name and build your brand. And then, are there any other community service organizations you want to speak about, or any other things that we haven't spoken about? Um, like, do you have a wish list? What do you see yourself in the next couple of years? Or where do you see your pilot? Because your pilot definitely is oh, definitely going to get picked up. It's a matter of saying. <laughs> I, I mean, see, okay, HBO. Y'all see the HBO. You can see how we're coming through, taking over HBO, uh, whether it be HBO, Netflix, Peacock, whatever. Regardless, Showtime, the show is going to go up. So you're going to be seeing awards. You're going to be seeing these actors do their thing. You're going to see new faces. Um, and you'll just see me blossom and see like this full-blown artist taking the stage and taking the forefront instead of being in the background, I like, taking the forefront and like being the artist that I am instead of like always being comfortable being behind another artist or being behind someone else. You'll see me taking the forefront to the stage. It's gonna be fun. 
Oh, shout out to Crystal Kane's number one. It's not an organization, but she's a producer. She helped me tremendously. Shout out to Glad Awards. I just worked with them. Amazing organization. Um, and who else? Shout out to just New York City in general. Shout out to the New York City in general. Because without New York City, there would be like three boring, honestly. <laughs> And then I was going to ask you too before we go, because I know you're probably rushing, but there's a couple of things I wanted to add too, because the reason why I wanted to have a call with you is because we've been, we, we've been, we, we've been, a lot of us have been a fan of your work. I've been showing people your page and they was like, who is this? And I was like, you don't know this, you don't know, you, you slow. And then, <laughs> and, then I, and then I asked people in the industry and they're like, duh, I know who that is. Like everybody, a lot of people who are deep in the industry, as you stated earlier, you know, those people like Missy, those people are aware of you. A lot of people are aware of you, and that's awesome. And so, like, I just wanted to um, make sure that I touch base and let you know that we're working on some projects with us because you already know everything has to be innovative nowadays. Mm-hmm. We're in a space with NFTs and and all that other stuff, and we just covered the NFT VIP during NFT NYC event that we covered last year and this year, and we continue to cover it. And we noticed that you can't keep doing the same things or you'll get the same results. So yep. a long time a long time ago we did these things like these hard jacket books. This is a, oh, this this was this was so cool. yeah, he was sketched by an African American friend, best friend of mine from Detroit, Michigan. Hey. This is an ad that we had on the back of it with Alicia Keys. And um this is a compilation of like four different magazines all into one called a compendium. So we decided to do something and take this a step further. And I said to myself, if you know, I'm noticing people are, 70% of our readers are online. They're 14. You know, what else can we do? So we was like, we got to do a podcast because they don't want to read no more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do a podcast. That's what we no <laughs> They don't want to read. So, you know, of course, we have a reading component to this because it's going to have SEO to it. But now the voice is now reported by Google with SEO. And as I'm speaking to you, it's probably doing it right now. But um, we, we decided to do this latest issue that we have instead of waiting to the end of the year to do these hard jackets, we have, which we haven't done since 2009, Will I Am, I think, or 2013 since Will I Am. Um, it's been a while. So with this issue coming out, it actually launched. It's going to go on Amazon pretty soon in a matter of hours. Um, but it's yeah. on our website for purchase, the issue with Young Dylan. It's only 52 pages. And, you know, we feature the newest campaigns for Gucci, Louis Vuitton, Donna Karen, uh, I'm not down here. I'm sorry. Oh, please don't kill me. Dolce Gabbana. <laughs> Dolce Gabbana is one of my favorite Italian designers. Those oh, yeah. Their new collection. Amazing. Sick. Sick. And they also did a sneaky So good. And, and um, they did, you know, paying homage to the 90s and 80s mm-hmm. and stuff. And then they had this new thing that people didn't know about, the, um, the animation um, campaign, anime campaign, which is Japanese anime. And um, they actually, they actually um, emailed us directly. And I was so ecstatic about that because... A lot of young people that's on our platform, they actually, we cover that. And they, um, they love that. They're geeks. We do Comic-Con. Come on. So, um, you know, for us, we did this new issue called the Textbook. And inside of it, it's, you know, we use old school to make everything link together. So we mm-hmm. talk about we talk about the new podcast. We kind of launched it in there. But the way we do it in this issue is we put QR codes that are static, this old school. 
and, and but these QR codes go to these pages on our website. So instead of we having these different consumer touch points and we have different audiences for it, we've decided to bring them all together into a circle of solidarity. So when you click Ooh. that link, when you come in that link, you're gonna see a little bit of X, Y, and Z. You're gonna get a video, or you get some more content, or a picture that you didn't see in there. And then we have, you know, so there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no titles in it. There's nothing. So if you don't know who that person is, you gotta scan that thing, and then it's a scavenger. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and it's a scavenger hunt inside of it too, and it works on the tablet issue that we have as well on Google Play as um, Maxter M A G Z D E R. And then iTunes, Apple Music is—I think it's called the 3CG Mag or something—but you'll find it. It's all on the website, everywhere in the bottom of the page, on the footer of the uh, website. But I'm so excited about it because when when we did this, we said, "Okay, so we're gonna do this." Won't we introduce? Because a lot of we felt like a lot of cinematography and um, you know photography has been lost because of this. So it's so it's so so you know the the but only we only people who are true. Um, um, connoisseurs of the fine arts understand that you have to still have an eye. Mm-hmm. You, have have, you have to have an eye. And, and, and so I wanted to let you know that we're extending something for you where we're going to only do to a handful of people who would like to showcase um, 42 pages of full page bleeds of your work. Um, where we're going to have a page built on our website that's going to be interactive where you can like see clips and hear us speak about your content. So it won't be just a dull page. It won't be static. Oh, so cool. And then we're going to put together a, um, like a, like a, like a small book was going to be hard jacket and people are going to be able to buy it hopefully soon, not only on our website, but on Amazon. So I just wanted to let you know that we're doing that for you. So can you tell us about some of those pictures oh. you're going to be putting in that box? And <laughs> that show, you know, what should be done after that? I'm so sorry for leaving yeah. you. I know you're, oh, no. for you're, you're all good. You're all good. Um, so honestly, there's a lot of new work that I am about to release soon that is a little bit different in style from everything else that I've done. So you'll be able to see that. I think it's a little bit edgier. Um, I've been shooting film also recently too, which is a little out of my comfort zone, but it's coming out really well. So I've been excited about that too. So um, a lot of new work for me is about to surface. So just be ready for something new. Something new. Well, nice, and hopefully, you know, I'll talk to you, and I'll get my copy, my pre-screen of the. Um, oh, you will. And check it out because I'm, I'm meet. We've been meeting a lot of people, and I think it would be such an honor to have you in our repertoire. And when we do our next NFT VIP, I'm definitely reaching out to you at Mark. Because we, we did it in Margaritaville in Times Square. Mm-hmm. It was like thirty thousand people for the entire week. It was nuts. Every major. Yeah, and I was I was blessed enough to be asked to speak on a panel for press and marketing. So okay. when, they, when they ask me who I think is on there, I'm gonna say if you because <laughs> I'm because and then that way you know you know people don't understand the digital space, the crypto space. Um, it's it can't be dominated by just white guys or straight mm-hmm. guys or this and that. It needs to be dominated mm-hmm. by, it needs to be, especially, you know, minorities and exactly. women and people of color need to be able to come to the forefront. So you you, you can't do anything but jump in. You just gotta jump in. So, you guys just do it. Yeah, on. so I'm, I'm happy that you're ready to jump in, but I'm, I can't wait to get this folder. For the yes, surprises. you're gonna get this folder. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start, I'm going to the folder, and then you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna make sure I send you the link when we get off of this. I'll make sure I email you the link, the special link project, so you can go ahead and, Get it. Oh, snaps. Okay. 
So this is, our, this is our 360 Sarasi Vital Week. We announced it inside of this edition of this book. And the great thing about this issue and the issues moving forward and what we're going to do for you as well is that those static codes are going to lead to pages on a site that's been around and it's going to continue to be around if I had anything to do in July halfway okay. to another planet <laughs> you know but um the great thing about this is that you can control your own page unlike social mm. media uh -huh. i ain't gonna get, i ain't gonna get picked i do get kicked off my own platform and we exactly. have a virtual and we have our own virtual private server now so it's on and popping we had a firewall so no no more hackers no more hackers sorry sorry hacker so <laughs> you'll be controlled so that's me cool so now i can like you know so anything you work on from from when that book releases and so now you're gonna have that page. It's gonna to continue to we can we can build it out, you know, for the next uh, twenty so decades. Awesome. So, so I'm excited, and then I'm so excited. So I'm, so you know, if somebody asks me who wants to you know be a part of the next NFT conference, I'm definitely gonna pick you. Um, so oh, I hope thank you accept you. that invitation. That's another invitation. I'm Listen, you. I'm, I'm accepting all invitations. <laughs> And then the next time I do anything as a newly inducted member of the National Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce and also a business, um, we want business of the month for the New York chapter. Um, I'm going to give I'm going to give you a, 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 um, an, a, an invitation to those next events if you want to go to. Yeah, one of sure. So, yeah, I think I think that they need to see more African-Americans who are mm -hmm. different and who are intelligent. We just not cute. We just not animals. We got brains and you know we inspire ourselves and and as a result, I feel we inspire others. So having said that, thank you so much for speaking this. I know it was a long call, but it's definitely worth it for the writer. Is that the writer, the writer that I'm assigned to this case is yeah. gonna love it. <laughs> gonna love it. And, and I, um I'm so happy to be a part of your journey because I, I think that you know, I think it's amazing, like that you've been able to do this and I can't wait to see the pictures you furnish us for this book that's going to be just you alone. Yeah. Um, you know, with ISBN and we're going to talk to you about mentioning it on Solana Network where you can continue to have your legacy spread out throughout generations above and beyond us. And I think, you know, uh, Web3, Web3 is the beginning but what I've learned in the last couple of years working with these NFTs and cryptos is that regardless of what you want to say, people are getting rich on them, but they're also leaving their legacy mm -hmm. with the world. Like the internet left a legacy for Aaliyah. Now it's time for sure. other legacies through these, these Bitcoins and these uh, NFTs through Solana. And you can do votes and auctions and stuff on OpenSea. It's just a really fun process. So I'm so happy because um, I think that when I talk to you about this space, it's going to be real easy. And we're, 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 we're assigning a task force um that we can work with too so hopefully put them putting them together rather but thank you so much i appreciate it i can't wait to see your work um i'm a huge thank fan you. oh thank you same same listen i'm appreciative and congratulations on everything and thanks for having me be a part of it and you know let's get to it yeah let's get to it let's keep on innovating <laughs> because like what you think is played out when other people think it's played out is coming back everything is exactly nothing has been invented over the sun it's just how you put that spin on it like you said and i'm so proud of you bro and as a woman, black man, and a, you know, uh, to another, um, keep going to your destiny. You deserve it. You believe in yourself first. And like you said before, if you don't believe it, you can't achieve it. Exactly. You're right. You're right. You can't believe achievement. You know, keep pushing on. All right. Well, thank you so much. It was a pleasure speaking to you. And let's touch base soon. Okay, cool. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much. And we'll definitely touch base soon. All right. All right. Bye-bye.